Welcome to Electronic Music Life. I'm your host, James Locksmith, where we interview inspiring guests who provide insight into the electronic music industry, breaking down business, the creative process, wellness, lifestyle, and culture. We'll reveal practical tools and tangible support on electronic music entrepreneurship and how to overcome its obstacles. Pooja B, welcome to Electronic Music Life. So good to see you. Um, good to see you as well, James. Yeah, so you've um, you've been living in Berlin for some time now. How long mm-hmm. has it been now? Um, like a year and a half with with a runaway and escape the winter trip to India. Okay, for a couple of months. Well, why don't why don't, um, why don't you uh, give a little intro? Um, a bit about yourself. You have a, um, you're also known as Ikagi or Ikaji. Do you want to um, tell us a bit about that as well? Ikigai. And, and, and Ikigai. Okay. Thank uh, you. Thanks for, for correcting yep. me. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, so Ikigai uh, has been a production alias that I was using when I started putting up music a few years ago. Um, I DJ and do other things under the name Pujabi. Um, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, I'm a media DJ and a music producer. I also hosted a couple of radio shows and, um, I do some curation and activism around, um, intersectionality equitable curation and uh, mental health awareness in the music industry. Yeah. And, and, and what, what specific projects um, are you like in regards to the uh, mental health projects? Uh, is there, some, yeah. Tell us a bit about that. Um, these aren't currently specific projects. Um, I'm still finding my footing over here and figuring how to make this more formalized but um i do quite a lot of panel discussions and facilitate talks around just um general awareness in nightlife and then um i try and pull in the conversation about mental health into all of these talks because i think curation or personnel is something that's being discussed for some time now for a few years now in the Mm. limelight and um it's something that people are more mindful about and, you know, it gets discussed a lot, but I find mental health is still something that needs to be sort of um, got into conversations. Um, I think there's still a lack of a space to do stuff that's just mental health based for the music industry. Are you, are you so, specifically um, talking about Ber- Berlin yeah, as such? Um. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the the things, uh, the events that we're doing have been in Berlin, though. Uh, we did do something in um, Brazil and Dortmund as well. And um, I'm going to be on a panel um, around being a queer artist um, and discussions based on that coming up at Balance Festival this weekend, which is in Leipzig. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting because... Um, 
I've been getting invited and some friends are folding me into their projects um, in different cities to sort of um, start these conversations or bring in some insight on um, mental health issues. Yeah. 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 Look, I, we obviously we, we know each other from Dubai um, and mm-hmm. we, pl- we, and I've, I've always, I've wanted to have you on the show specifically because um, I, um, first of all, I mean, um, I'm not sure if I've ever told you, but you, you, you inspired me as a DJ as well in Dubai. We were in the same circles and I, I always, I always uh, admired your taste in music and the things that you were doing in Dubai. And so I was interested to have you on, uh, on the show to talk about, particularly because I remember um, you coming out and talking about um, anxiety and some of the things that you were facing and, um, and you were very open about it. And I, I, I was very um, uh, touched by your story and, and, the, and what, was, what you were experiencing and, un- and unpacking and you were open about it. And, um, and so I, I believe that this has been a, a, a journey for you, like, um, you know, through your music has been a way to, um, express yourself, but at the same time also using your performance and, and to help, um, I guess channel or, or, um, work through your anxiety. You, would that be a fair mm-hmm. assumption or a fair thing um, to say? Yes and no. <laughs> okay. Uh, because my first ever panic attack was was uh, uh, at Analog Room uh, yes. while I was playing a gig and I had no idea what was happening. And that's that's the that's the first time I wrote about um, mental health stuff. Um, mm. I think talking about it is a way I unload and. Um, and ever since, um, I think I've just realized how important it is to just be open about everything that you feel and not just to be celebrating wins and social media just really makes you put your best foot forward. So I'm quite conscious about writing about days when things are tough as well. And, um, it's not easy, um. Mm. to to speak about these things sometimes you're like oh, okay you know am i going to be perceived as someone who's seeking attention or can people really just see it as hey here's a person who celebrates with us but also wants us to hear when things um aren't doing so well mm. and you're right about the fact that a lot of my anxiety did get channeled through um through my music, um, I have very specifically played sets which have been really emotionally charged up because of some situation that was happening either politically um, in India or in the scene or something that affected me or people I love. And it's either come out as anger in these sets (laughs) 
uh, or, or a lot more than anger and and, and, a, and, and a lot of emotions in these sets, uh, expressions of frustrations. And a lot of mm. it also reflects in my music productions in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, especially during the pandemic. Um, yeah, things things were hard to process when you're like, you know, stuck by yourself in a place. Um, I had a really nice housemate, but there's two people stuck in a room and the whole world is stuck in rooms and yeah, a lot of, a lot of, um, keeping sane happened through, um, the creative process. And thank you so much for Mm. what you said earlier. Um, I really appreciate that. That was so sweet. And I was like, what? I inspired James? No, I've seen you around (laughs) for much longer. No, I, So, yeah, that's, you know, that's I, really, I, it really made me blush. <laughs> no, like, honestly, I, I, I remember um, hearing you play, We, I think it was um, uh, an Electric Days event, like in the early, like when Rima was doing her early parties and um, I was sitting, we were both, I think, warming up at the same gig and... Um, for, for, for the, for the headliner. And I can't remember who was on. Um, but I remember sitting down and, and really, and listening to your set. I was sitting on a couch, um, by the DJ booth at the event and listening to your, um, your set. And I, I, I remember just really enjoying it and really enjoying the, the, the selections and um, uh, the programming and just all of it—it it was just like I know it—it—it it, 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 it was a—it was clear that it was you know very well thought out and very well put together and and there was a lot of heart into it you know like and I, it 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 felt to, that was my first time that I ever heard you play and. Um, and and so, so it was my introduction to Puja B. So that was, yeah, it was a, it was a yeah. great set, and I remember it. <laughs> I remember it clearly. It was yeah. It was like I don't know. Um, that that is so interesting ago. because <laughs> yeah, it was it was really a long time ago. It probably was um, two thousand, maybe two thousand eight, maybe not a decade, but or two thousand nine because. Uh, electric vibes was like my first residency in the past. Elect- electric and, days, electric. Uh, yeah, I'm just well, thinking it about <clears throat> electric days. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, it would have, it would have been. Makes me think I of think. Um, how... Sorry, go on. I'm sorry. I think there's a lag, and we were talking over each other. <laughs> mm. uh, I was saying that. Yeah, it, it just makes me think of how I've always had this little dark, dark sound. Uh, even when I was playing rooftop things, I remember people like, you know, there's something really dark about it, but it's cool. And that was like a constant sort of feedback that I got. And sometimes Rima would also be like, ah, it's too dark. And I'm like, this is what I do. Like, I, I don't, it's, it's still happy, but it's it's not fluffy in, in some way. And um, mm. yeah, I was, I was, I was mm. just laughing about how far I've come and how much my sound has changed since. And uh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> um, sometimes you forget your journey, um, 
so yeah, thank you for for the reminder of of those super humble beginnings. And <laughs> well, um, that 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 was. Um, I was actually thinking. I was like, oh, was was this the gig where they switched mixers while I was playing? <laughs> because the no, I, I wanted to test yeah, the new mixers. It, it, <laughs> that that doesn't yeah that doesn't surprise me. But yeah, it could might have well been. <laughs> um, um, but. I I recall like I recall one CDJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I I I recall like um no there was just there was always yeah it's it was I when I said dark or moody but yeah but there was this there was a, there's there was um there was a, this groove and this connection um I could I could definitely feel that um, I was really vibing to it, you know, like I, I really, really enjoyed, enjoyed it. And, and then, and then I saw you at analog room many times. Um, I think it was like a back to back set with Medi and uh, you absolutely smashed oh, it. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, now the, the, um, uh, tell me a bit about like your, your heritage, your, your family are of origin is in, in, in India and, um, what part of India and and when like you made your move to Dubai and and you've made several trips to Berlin over the years and and were you know gravitated to it and you've changed your career I believe you've now fully dived into a music career and you're working with Ableton tell us a bit about this mm -hmm. journey this this mm. um so I am from Pune, um, which is close to Mumbai, southeast of Mumbai. Um, it's called the Oxford of the East. Lots of universities and schools. So like a really young town. Um, that's where I grew up. And then I moved to um, several other cities and ended up in Chennai, which is in the south of India. Um, that's where... A uh, um, family friend connected me with somebody who had a studio and who did DJ lessons because I was like always playing music off my phone and my all my friends were like, oh, you're the phone DJ, just having new music and um, not being so heavily into electronic music back then, more just the pop, you know, regular stuff. And then, then I started playing music had an amazing first gig and they were like, okay, hey, there's this new girl. And I think at that point there was three or four of us in India. So uh, they were like, oh, there's this new girl who plays really well and played and smashed the first set. And then the second gig just went absolutely horribly. Like, I don't know. I, I think that must have been another, now that I think back on it, I was like, I think that was another panic attack where your hearing is just, Oh, at least my hearing, when I'm anxious, my hearing really, really suffers. It's like this mm. ringing in the ears and you feel like uh, it's something I've complained about over the years. And now that I know better, I was like, hmm, yeah, I think I just panicked. And it was like a bigger club and it was a cooler club. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah, it was just a lot of playing um, R&B, hip hop, commercial stuff. Um, no one really asked me, what do you want to play, Pooja? It was just like, oh, yeah, it's a woman who's DJing, so it's going to be ladies' night, and it's going to be <laughs> this music. And, and I was super young, right? Like, I was, I was this little kid who got my hands on decks, and I was just happy to be able to do this because um, my first memory of a club was in Pune, where I went to this uh, club in this hotel. 
somehow at 13 or 14, I ended up in this place and the DJ is on top of the console and dancing and the place is back and just having like the whole place is going off and me thinking, oh my God, like, it's amazing that this person can make all of these people happy, like, you know, can, can provide this experience and I want to do that. So that feeling kind of went on, but very subconsciously. And then, yeah, I got to learn how to DJ. So I was just happy playing stuff. Um, late lots and lots of ladies nights and, um, and then I moved to Dubai to, um, fly with Emirates before I was flying with another airline in India called Kingfisher Airlines, which you may or may not know of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I moved to Dubai, it was like a lot of new things. It was flying, you know, doing transatlantic flights and going back home for every day off to go and see family. So, um, yeah, music kind of took a backseat for a couple of years. Um, then a friend of mine who used to use tractor, um, Adam, actually, you probably know Adam, used to use tractors. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Can you show me what tractor does? And, Sorry, who um, was that? Adam? Adam Adam? Reman, Adam? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? Yep, yep, Adam? Warp, yep. From what? Adam, Adam, yep, Adam Warp. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, like not having access to decks, it was a nice way to get back into uh, music and started making these sets at home. You know, just just had a little podcast called Come Dance With Me, which was super random. Whenever I could mix, make sets, I would post them online and really spam the shit out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to listen to this, uh, which now I know is so annoying. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was some 10, 12 years ago. And um, and then because I was traveling, I think my taste in music changed a lot. I was listening to very different stuff and I was trying to bring back things I was listening um, to and played in sets. And people still wanted to hear the familiar, you know, stuff that they heard on the TV, radio. Um, stuff that they could sing along, stuff that's on their phone. And and it was difficult to introduce new music, even with lyrics. And I remember specifically there was a track that I played, which I think seven or eight months later was like a hit. And when I was playing, I remember specifically dance floors used to like just stop. They're like, oh, we know all the other songs, but we don't know this one, what the hell is this? And I found that a little frustrating, not being able to introduce new music. So I was like, fuck this, I'm not going to play anything with vocals anymore <laughs> i'm not gonna play uh the popular stuff and just very gradually shifted from commercial and house music to more and more electronic things without beats and then to techno how, how did techno yeah where, how, where did the, the the industrial um inspiration and influences come from because yeah, I mean you're I don't you, know. The, that industrial yeah. It's it's I'm just intrigued. always I mean even even when I wasn't playing fully heavy and hard stuff, I always had like much rougher selections. I think it's just something mm-hmm. that I was drawn to. Um and I was partying to techno long before I started playing it. Um, um so there was always this thing, this this lean in towards techno, but also techno 10, 12 years ago was very different. And I think a, a very prominent shift in my sound was my first trip to Berlin. I came here and you just feel like this, this is what you want to do, or this is where you want to be. And of course, Bergheim was like a 
big thing where I'm like, okay, this this is this is the thing. This is what I want to do. <laughs> and while I was already playing some of the stuff, uh, my my first visit definitely influenced my sound a lot. Where I'm like, okay, everything else I'm doing is like, it's it's okay, but it could be so much better and can be so much trippier and can be so much cooler. Like these really metallic tinkly sounds that over time I learned is like FM modulation stuff. So like a lot of sirens and bells and um, things I've learned to like and also add in my music. And I think the industrial things just that, that dark flavor from when I was playing rooftops just got darker and rougher. (laughs) (laughs) And it's quite unintentional. I have to say like, it wasn't like, Oh yeah, I have to play this or, I don't know. It just happened. It's also making me think of this whole big internet debate that happened um, some time ago, which was like, oh yeah, you know, why do girls think that they have to play harder and faster women in the industry? This was said by some prominent um, person in the industry. And if you know who it was, then you've seen the whole conversation. And um, this person said that, you know, we will take you seriously, even if you don't do this. And and uh, it's not about being taken seriously, but I think it's like I've, I've also had this conversation with some women sometimes uh, in the scene. And it's like, OK, I think we face quite a few microaggressions or not so microaggressions in the scene. And I think it just comes out in this way. Like, I don't think anyone decides, OK, I want to play like rough abrasive stuff i think it's just what's inside that really gets reflected in the sound Mm. Mm. were you were you um ever uh, a a metal like were you into metal at all um as a kid growing up i actually wasn't no yeah never interesting (laughs) interesting Um, because i i find i tend to find uh this correlation with with um, industrial, particularly mm-hmm. industrial, sort of techno heads that sort of were you know into, um, well you know there's metal and then there's also a lot of experimentation and um, you know uh, you know obviously nine inch nails always comes up and and things like that you know like um, um, it, with with that sort of connection there but. Um, I was interested to hear that. I'd like that. Um, interested mm-hmm. to hear about y- y- your road to leading to this sound, you know. Um, as I was having a listen to some of your productions and um, uh, recently yeah, that I found online, and and um, it, it is, um, it's different, it's it's a it's a it's it's different. It's it's so different. And um, is this also the the new? What well, is Ikigai? Is that how it's pronounced? Ikigai. Ikigai. Okay. Tell me a bit about Ikigai. Mm-hmm. Is this is this is this like the 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 um, the the um, creation of this new sound? Or, and this is the new. Um, uh, name for you, or uh, tell me a bit about it. Um, 
I'm kind of drawn to Japanese concepts and culture a little bit. Mm. Not to say I know uh-huh. a lot about it, but the little that I know, I'm, I'm just like, oh, wow, okay, this is really cool. Like how one word can sum up something super profound. So Ikigai is the concept of the reason what makes you wake up in the morning. And if you do a little Google search online, you're probably going to see this diagram with lots of circles overlapping. And it's, right. it basically says like, you know, what's your vocation, what you desire, what you're good for and what you can make money from and all these circles kind of overlapping and the center is your ikigai. Right. Um, and that for me related to, um, for a very long time, just waking up and wanting to do music. And um, I really miss that phase in my life right now. <laughs> right now I'm just like, okay, waking up and just trying to stay alive. <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it kind of feels like my reason of being is is playing music, of making people dance, and and uh, bringing that energy that I remember from the first club I went to into people's lives. Um, mm. And yeah, it was that was the reason uh, for the choice of the name. This was many years ago. I think four or five years ago, and then the book Ikiga came out. And every time somebody sees that book, they send me a picture of it. It's really, <laughs> I find that hilarious. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like the the sounds or or a lot of the productions since they were, or at least in the last year and a half or so, they were reactions to things happening. I think you can really hear it. And often when I play these. To people, they're like, oh, yeah, it just really stirs something inside them. And they can almost feel that angst or, or that, that feeling, that emotion from where it was created. And uh, which makes my music very not playable. <laughs> I have to be honest, I don't play a lot of my own stuff. Um, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just very grateful that I'm able to kind of channel feelings into the music and I'm, I'm happy just putting it out. Of course, it would be great if, if, if it's more dancey and, and not so emotionally charged because you really have to find a moment. On the few times that I've played my stuff, I really have to find a moment where I can drop it because like it it already, the event already or the night already has to be at this point where it's like at a crescendo and then you can throw in something um, so emotional and then it works. Um, And hopefully, Mm. you know, be able to bring people down from that space as well. Um, It's not just stuff I can work into my sets easily. (laughs) And, and and was this this um, uh, persona or um, the real the, the realization of this um, and the act the so the actualization of it? Did this all sort of take place over the last couple of years, where you kind of like recognized that this was encompassing what you're trying to articulate through your music and and. You wanted to go. Okay, this is this is something I want to work with now, and and this name and this this sound is is illustrating that, or it's it's bringing that to life. Um, I think the name was something. Like I said, you know, I've 
I just came across a few Japanese concepts. Like I have the tattoo that says Kaizen, which is a graduating to a higher space kind of like, or, or, you know, improving yourself. So yeah, I think it's been a few years of self-reflection of a lot of personal growth. Um, mm. And it just, yeah, I, th- I think it picked a name at which point at some point in life, sometimes as an artist, you're like, okay, hey, this is, you realize this is what you want to do in life. Like for a very long time, I've done it on the side along with, um, you know, my flying career and it was always the other thing. And I think it was that shift of, okay, this can, this, this has to be the thing and I need to make it happen somehow. And with every trip to Berlin, it was also like, I really need to be in Berlin. I really need to be playing this music and this is the city for the music I play. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was intentional. But not with a lot of seriousness. It was just like, yeah, like the concept, it feels right. Um, it's what I really, you know, want to be good at, but I'd also like to make some money from it. So that the whole Ikigai concept, you know, the vocation and what you're good at and what your interests are, it just, yeah, kind of um, fits. Though I am considering now, it's like, hmm, I don't know how how much of ikigai I feel. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then maybe that's just another step in, in my self-development where I'm considering, okay, do I now want to embody Punjabi as Punjabi like everywhere and, and own it um, in some sense? Mm. I've, I've, I've had some struggles with my identity and... Um, yeah, if if I were to stop using the name Ikigai, which I'm thinking of doing, it would be because I if maybe I was trying to take on a persona and now I need to shed that and learn really who I am. Mm. And and uh, you you mentioned um, uh, about your ADHD that were you <clears throat> is this. Um, also part of like, cause I, cause I, for me, um, from, from witnessing and, and hearing you speak, it sounds like it's like this, um, this self-development, um, and coming into these, these different parts of your art- artistry and your, your journey. It's all, it's all kind of, it's all connected. Like that's what I'm trying to get at. Like I'm mm-hmm. finding this sort of connection yeah. with this road road of self development and this road of healing and this and and your art is is all very intertwined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, you kind of which I think is beautiful. By life. the way, I think I think it's it's a, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I think it's very nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I- Art heals. Art heals. You know, it really does. It really does, and it's it's um, it's challenging, but also then to start having this realization that you've gone through your whole life thinking, "What is wrong with me?" And especially as Mm. um, women, you know, your diagnosis for a lot of uh, neurodivergent um, Mm. stuff happens late, or or I think we are wired to just 
take on things and you know have roles and responsibilities and get through life and this is also mm. true for a lot of men who don't get diagnosed so like just or people in general um and then when you get some answers and you know like these little pieces of the puzzle start fitting in be like okay that's why i can't you know it's it's so hard for me to stick to a certain project and finish it or that's why i have like this loose sense of time and i'm constantly misjudging how much time i need to do stuff or um you know doing laundry and then thinking of oh yeah i have to send this email and then go to the computer and start writing this email and then like midway through you've thought of something else like this just being constant like all my life i've just thought oh okay yeah, i'm i'm just i don't know like just have trouble focusing but it's not just trouble focusing mm. it's a lot of other things mm. and um learning about this has helped me be kinder to myself and and shift from a space of what's wrong with me not that i don't say it anymore but <laughs> i say it a lot mm. less than yep. i used to and then going into wait my brain just works differently and that means i have to find ways to work with it and and i went through a whole period of beating myself up for not being able to make music and not for not being creatively outputting as much as i think i should be doing um and you're just like oh i want to get here so i need to do this and i have to do that and and just being like fuck just feeling stuck and not being able to do anything but at the same time i've just also had like really big transitions from um getting out of a really long marriage leaving the bay leaving a career which i've had for 15 and a half years mm. over three airlines and yeah. making a switch um moving countries moving three continents in like seven months and never doing a desk job or at least yeah not in the last 15 16 years and then doing a desk job five days a week i mean it's it's really flexible and able to super super great um i couldn't have been working at a better place um and all of that just adds to all your stress to your anxiety to your artistry uh and i've had to get a lot of help with being okay with okay i'm not making a lot of music but that's fine <laughs> um but i've taken a lot of therapy and a lot of mm. um talking with people who were like there is so much happening in your life right now if if you're not feeling centered how the hell are you going to you know put this out or how how the how the hell is supposed to feel creative and um yeah it's been a process to come to a place where i'm okay with it and the more i'm okay with it the more i'm able to just make music without thinking oh this has to be a track or a mm. ep or whatever just just make music for i feel like it so i'm going to do it today and whether it's making a 2 minute snippet or jamming with some incredible people i've met um at this music retreat i was at a few weeks ago called resonance music retreat or like people from work or friends um yeah it's right now i'm in the headspace of just making music for joy and not not tying myself to the outcome and yes ideally i'd like to finish projects and get it done but i know i'm going to need some more help and that means getting into the very complicated medical system here in germany that means um probably waiting 
six or seven or eight months to get an appointment even. But knowing that I, you know, need more than just CBT or knowing that I need to have my own little strategies and hacks to get stuff done and knowing that some medication is going to be helpful and having to mm. it, it's, it's just a, a better space to be. It's a good space to be and not feeling so frustrated constantly. Um, it's nice. Uh, it's mm. also taught me a lot of patience and self-acceptance that, okay, Everything that I think I have to do is nobody's told me I have to do it. It's these kind of targets or benchmarks I have set for myself, which are sometimes really <laughs> unrealistic or high. Um, but also knowing that, okay, baby steps are good enough and, and, and really reflecting on what is realistic and what is a great goal to have, but not achievable when you're not doing so well mentally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, you know, when you were describing, um, I had this, like, I, I it, it, to me, I, I find uh, if it seems that, um, that road, like from you, you said you were from a town near Mumbai, right? Close to Mumbai, uh, close to Mumbai, yeah, Pune. I mean, yeah. What? Then what's the name of the? What was the name of the town? Pune. 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 Uh, yeah. So Pune. Yeah. Put mm -hmm. Pune. Pune. Yes. Yes. Um, I have heard of this. Um, of Pune. Um, and um. That's it's quite a that's quite a, a big city, isn't it? I mean, in India, if you go by numbers, we're all big cities. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell <laughs> yeah. the population. And I find <laughs> I find very often people ask me, "What's the population?" I was like, "I don't know." In India, everything's super populated. We don't really think or know numbers. And mm. Um, I'm pretty sure somebody else might be able to tell you about the population from Pune, mm. <laughs> who's not Indian. Yeah, even. yeah. Well, no, but the, the I, can, I, I think it's like the, six the, or eight the, million. The, the reason I brought right, wow, okay, I guess that's quite hefty. Um, but I, I mean, I would. The reason I brought that up is because, um, he, hearing hearing you uh, describe your your experiences and your story, I I. I, I can't imagine like this, you know, being um, a young Indian woman going through like from the, your store, like going through what you had to, um, you know, with, you know, with the, the traditions and um, the, in, the societal expectations and then, and then have, and then moving to Dubai and, if I'm correct, uh, you know, being in a marriage that was, um, uh, you know, what was expected of you and then have this career in Dubai and be a good Indian girl and, you know, like it, it, it all, um, I can't, I, 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 it seems to me that you've been on this discovery from then and, and unpacking 
and get and you've ended now into you've ended into to to Berl, in Berlin as a reflection of you going through this whole discovery and and getting to this point now where you're now healing the the anxiety the ADHD that's come with that am I, am I like am I on am I that came part of that journey you know I mean I don't know what happened to you specifically as a, as a child but like this it, 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 it sounds quite you your nervous system and and your um, experiences have been it seems like it's it's and the emotional impact that it's had on you it's, it's been quite quite a ride mm. like it's been pretty intense um i don't think i've ever stopped to think of this the way you've just put Sorry. it and um yeah it's, it's 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 um really interesting to hear it from another person because i think when you're going through life you're just kind of going through motions and Mm. You're not thinking, oh my God, what am I going through? I think you're just like living, <laughs> um, yeah. surviving and thriving. And, and um, that has been a journey. And you're right. I think a lot of healing has happened in Berlin or is happening um, with some help from a great therapist friend in India, actually. <laughs> um, Ooh. But yeah, it's. I think it's a city where people just come to 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 experience, experiment, um, and also shed ideas that they have about themselves or shed um, baggage that they carry on. That okay, I have to be this. I have to do that, and um. Um, it's 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 cool um, to hear that um, an outsider has perspective on. Okay, hey, coming from India adds some other extra fun layers to to the whole journey. Um, oh, sorry, I was, I, was, I, was, uh, was I like the 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 store? Like, was I not being accurate? Like, if please forgive me if I was no, not being accurate about no, no, the no, absolutely. early I was, like. I was, mm. I was. Um, this I was is just what I took from your story, uh, you know. I th I think no, no. What I meant to say was, um, it's it, it it was it felt nice to hear from you, um, or or to hear that you have an understanding of um, coming from India made made things a, a little more complex or or added some other um little loopholes to jump through like you said you know the societal loopholes or mm. yeah i mean mm. um nightlife going out drinking partying it's all like still very much looked down upon it's getting better more people are going but like mm. more people are going out and clubbing but also a lot more people are um protesting against it just the other day um Another city in the south has made a rule that after 10 p.m. you cannot have music playing anywhere. And um, somebody else told me of a story where um, 
a venue asked all the women from there to leave or women who were working. So the events got over, they were winding down the show and um, they were asked to leave because they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be 2 PM. No women allowed inside till like um, after 2 PM. And they were like, why? <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're doing the breakdown or whatever. And um, they were like, no, 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 it's not safe for you. So uh, it's, it's kind of crazy that, they were being asked to leave because they thought trying to get back home at a later time is safer than you staying in a place where there's doors and just, just a lot of weirdness sometimes come in where I'm like, are y'all thinking of what's happening here? And um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to um, always bear in mind that geopolitical situations of where a person comes from really um, plays such a big part in, in one's journey. Mm. And, and, and it was difficult um, with family, though, like um, going through, you know, changing, going on this path and, um, and then going through the uh, separation and, and, um, with the marriage and, 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 and coming out as well. Has that been, was that a difficult experience? Um, if you don't mind sharing, of course. It was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to share. I, th I think my parents were fairly um, open-minded um, for that generation. And we were going out like, um, I, th I think my, my parents were like, okay, as long as we know what you're up to, it's okay. And I have to say a lot of the things that we were allowed to do and I have a younger sister so that we, things that we did as two really young Indian girls, um, most, most of the population <laughs> doesn't do that. Or like my family, my aunts or, you know, other people would just be like, asking my mom, how can you let them do this? How can you let them go out? How can you let them hang out with boys? And I was a tomboy, so I always had mostly male friends. So it was it was always this thing. And my mother's like, hey, whatever they're doing, they're doing in front of us. And we, you know, we know what's happening. So in, in that sense, it was okay. Um, my marriage was uh, what we call in India a love marriage, not an arranged marriage. So I met my ex um in a club and so it was also the connection of a club and him being into nightlife as well getting out of a marriage was not easy uh yeah definitely um especially when you've been married a long time um he lived in india for the most part of it uh and i was based in dubai so it was always a long distance thing and but we met really young, grew up together, and we were together for a long time. So, yeah, that was mm. hard personally to to decide that I still <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, yeah, to be that I love this person, but. I don't know who I am and 
having this whole identity crisis also meant it affected our marriage and realizing that i need to get out of it for because it would it would be better for both of us that was hard <laughs> um yeah and and also from from the side of parents they like what like you know this is the whole generation who who sticks it through <laughs> and mm, mm. they don't get um kids making these choices of um well-being or 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 kids saying okay no I'm I love this person but I'm going to be happier and they're going to be happier if we go down our own separate paths and it was a little hard but um mm-hmm. they want to know what went wrong and like why can't you all fix it and yeah it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's this whole generation who wants to get involved and really trying to help and which is not always helpful and um yeah i really had to take a firm stand and be like hey you don't need to know what happened between us and um it's not your business and it's my choice and i think i know what's good for me so whether or not you approve of this choice or whether it makes you happy or not um that's just a choice i have to make and mm yeah and and very 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 brave of you very brave of you and um uh you know i've i've been there too you know um and it's not it's not mm-hmm. uh not easy um i i first of all i just want to say thank you for for um sharing mm-hmm. this and and um uh and opening up um freely like this with me um i i, I really i um i'm very touched by that and uh, i i um i hope that uh with your story today that we're we're able to um give some inspiration to someone out there listening and um that that helps them on their journey of of uh healing as well you know um about and and yeah it it's um i and i also want to also point out that that i i i um you know praise you for this for for um using you, your work to and and your story to to help others you know and get it out there and um and be brave enough to be talking on panels and discussing um this, this these experiences I think this is um an amazing thing and um it's definitely what uh, what the world needs these days you know um more people being able to talk about these mm-hmm. sort of uh, these these discussions you know Yeah um um and yeah, also I'm, I'm conscious um, of I'm conscious you of for- your ta- your time I know that um we've gone a bit over today um But, yeah. Um, um yeah. yeah. I just I just wanted to say that thank thank you for uh, um for the platform to share 
the story to a very different audience, uh, asking some very different questions, <laughs> and and um, also reminding me about the whole journey. I don't, I don't think I've stopped to think about it in a long, long time. So um, yeah, it was it was really it was a nice little trip down memory lane, and despite the tears. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I appreciate you opening up these pages and making me kind of skim through. I'm I'm glad to hear that that uh, that you that you've found um, home and and are uh, a, a piece in in Berlin. You know, you're finding your yourself there and and happy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, it's, I think it's an ongoing journey. I can't say I found myself, but I think it's, it's, um, it's a good place to be. And there's still a lot of who am I and what am I doing from time to time, but that's okay. Uh, sure. I think I'm learning most of everything of just being okay and not, not, uh, not constantly questioning things and just trusting that. What what where I need to be and what is happening is right for me and uh, yeah. Why don't you tell the the listeners now um, what like um, which which events that uh, you're currently working on and that yeah, are coming I mean, up right now that you're involved. I mean, in? um, so yeah, most of the things I'm doing are still panel talks that are. Um, mainly around um, transsectional awareness or intersectional awareness and mm-hmm. um, equitable curation. And curation is just so heavily spoken about. Uh, but slowly, a lot of these talks and conferences are moving from just curation to all aspects, like um, personnel, you know, door handling, a lot of awareness teams and works of awareness teams, harm reduction. And one of the things, one of the topics uh, I try and bring in on every talk is mental health awareness. Um, one for the people working in the industry, but also for the audiences. Mm. Um, just, um, I, I think this is like still at its uh, infantile stage where mental health is taken more seriously in music spaces or more activism happens around it like consciously um awareness teams are there but like no one's talking about hey what happens to an artist if they have a bad game like you know how do you deal with it and it's something (laughs) i speak a lot about on my socials very um consciously because Mm -hmm. i think if i'm going through this you know other people are going through this and sometimes you just don't have a good gig you just don't have a good day for whatever the reasons are and -hmm. you come back feeling uh, oh shit, I could have done better and you feel really shit about it. And mm. like I said earlier mm. that, you know, we're doing a lot of sharing wins and celebrations, but we're not really saying, I actually fucked up today and I'm having a hard time handling yeah. it. And mm. I mm. would like some help. Uh, be that going to your friends and being vulnerable and being like, I did a shit job. Or, you know, things just didn't add up and I did not have a good time. Or going to your therapist mm. or even speaking to your fans and audiences and being like, hey, I know this wasn't the best I could have done. And I'm 
I'm sorry about that. And I hope that people can be forgiving and understanding that I'm a human and sometimes I'm going through stuff which really affects my performance. Mm, um, yeah. Another thing that, that I um, try and bring awareness about is audiences that, you know, we're nightlife or we're the music industry and a lot of consumption does happen, which also means the higher you go, the lower you're going to feel. And uh, just being aware of, you know, um, of not making just party buddies, but having friends to rely on. And mm-hmm. it really being a community where on a Tuesday, or this is my favorite thing to say, you'll, you'll hear this in a lot of talks I do, that if on a Tuesday afternoon you're feeling like shit, you should still be able to reach these people that you went on a bender with and be like, I don't feel so good. Can you be there for me? You know, I know you're not a psychologist or a therapist or a sitter, but just hear me out. I don't feel so good. And really finding that within your community and and knowing it's not just about having fun it's also about looking after each other off the dance floors um i met someone recently um at this conference who said they're gonna officially be doing some work with an organization in berlin around these topics and so far i haven't been able to get a foot in the door with any of these official so to say um platforms or organizations so um yeah, I'm, I'm keen to join forces with this person and um, get a project going, which will be very focused about mental health and mm-hmm. uh, normalizing talking about it. I think mm-hmm. it's very important mm-hmm. speaking about it that, okay, hey, maybe you can't share it, but I am sharing what I go through and it's okay for you to do so as well. It's just kind of creating mm-hmm. that space. Um, not just in nightlife, but just generally with friends, with family, and mm. um, also doing that with some boundaries and knowing that you have to be in a good space to be there for someone else and mm. learning um, about yourself when you can be there for others and also um, showing others that you're willing to not just be a party buddy and just really be a friend. Mm. Mm. Are you are you finding are you finding that this experience like being to creating creating um, this sort of safe discussion um, that it's um, that it's it, 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 you've that it's helping you kind of loosen up or like loosen the grasp of the the anxiety and fears of your own. So when you're, yeah. have you, in other words, have you, have you found that your performances have improved because yeah. you've been, mm. I, I think I have to say they have because I put a lot less pressure on myself and I'm not mm. prepping like a maniac for three days with like five folders and I don't know how many songs like sometimes I'm just going in with like okay hey this gig I've prepped so much for the last three that this one I'm just gonna go and work Mm. with what I have um Mm -hmm. and also working through um anxiety or or knowing or or having ADHD you Mm. I think acceptance is like a really big part and it also helps people around me understand why I sometimes do things I do or react the way I react and 
um, it's been helpful for them where they're like, okay, Peter's not just being a space cadet or like, you know, she was okay now and something's off where people around have also learned to check in and be like, hey, what's up? Like, how are you doing? Mm. Um, sometimes it's not such a good thing. I've, I've also um, seen like not too long ago, I was sharing a moment where I was being really anxious about having COVID and being locked in. And for me, being in one place and not seeing people is literally the hardest thing. And um, I've seen like a, a drop in followers or I've seen people saying, okay, hey, you know, this is just, uh, we don't need to see this shit or this is attention seeking. And I'm like, no, really, it's not. You know, I intended to just come on video and just talk about how I was feeling because that's how I process it. I write it. So if it's not a post, I have to speak about it. And mm. uh, and I know so many other people go through this. I know so many other people feel this. And it's just such a taboo thing. And we need to normalize it. So um, it helps. But sometimes the artist part of me shifts into this thing like, oh, okay, hey, how am I being perceived? And um, it does help being a slightly better artist or being more zen. Uh, but then the other aspects of being an artist kick in and be like, how good is this for me? And mm, uh, mm, everything mm. else. But um, yeah, I try and, I try, I try and um, shut these conversations in my own head and be like, this is your way of expressing. It's self-expressionism. And if I decide to paint something or if I decide to write about it or if I decide to post a video about it and if I start crying <laughs> in that video, that's just me being real. And if people can't uh, handle it, I don't need these mm. people around me. Mm, and mm, uh, mm. And, and people around no me, I think, are learning to handle and being like, okay, hey, Pooja uh, is an emotional person. Or she really feels things. And it's also meant having to ask people to change how they speak to me sometimes and be like, hey, I get you're being direct, but I would appreciate if you can do it a little more mindfully. And, and it's nice because people around me, like all of us have grown together. We, we're learning to communicate better with each other. Um, other people have said how they're now more mindful generally in their interactions with others, being more empathetic. Um, people have also said about how much more willing they are to feel things they feel and share mm. about it. Mm, so, mm, yeah. No, I get it. I'm glad about it. And, and it's, it's nice if, like you said earlier, if, if this can help someone, anyone in any way, uh, I think that's, that's the important bit. And if nothing, it's, I think so. I'm, I'm helping myself. I think so. it's a win. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I think that, um, I think, uh, that, 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 um, today's conversation, uh, definitely inspire someone. So again, I thank you so much for, uh, your time and and sharing your stories today and um and once again it was also very great to see to see you mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll we'll uh 
be playing at a party again together one day. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. I'm actually thinking of making my way to Dubai on my way to India again this time. And I was like, mm, I think I need to write to maybe. <laughs> when are you when are you heading back to when are you thinking of visiting Dubai? I'm, I'm thinking about November, December or mm. like December, January. So either on the way okay. out or on the way in. Um Okay. Cool. But yeah, I haven't booked anything. I'm gonna give it another day or two before I mm. um yeah. Yeah, lock things in. Are you thinking of coming also? Um, well, I, I was thinking for um, around the same the, these same times that you mentioned, mm-hmm. but um, I it, it, I'm not sure if it will happen. Um, I, I think now I've decided to sort of hold out and maybe mm-hmm. wait um, till next year before I start travelling again. I've um, okay. just been um, re-establishing myself here in Australia and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell? You? Good, good, oh, good. Sorry. It's been good. Thank you. No, no, it's been good. It's yeah, been. Just um, wanted to ask how you are doing. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, it's been, it's been good. I, um, it was a huge transition, um, like mm-hmm. moving, moving here, um, moving back, and um, uh, it was, uh, it was all very sudden. Um, so I wasn't expecting. Um, that to happen and um it was you know for my um family and stuff so i just had to come mm-hmm. back and um i kind of dropped everything um everything over there and and then just started eventually um you know um readjusting to 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 australia you know it's taken mm-hmm. a bit of time but i'm finally feeling Good about it. Um, I do miss my certain, you know, friends and and uh, mm-hmm. you know things that I was doing there. But um, it's how it is. <laughs> well, I hope you are settling in well, and uh, I'm sure whatever you're doing there is going to be as good or even better than what you were doing in Dubai because you were Thank doing you. so so well. <laughs> Thank you. And thank you. I can tell you, what? your friends miss you. Thanks. And <laughs> they're just a phone call away. So that's the good thing of technology. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. We 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 stay in touch, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I wanted to ask you, um, wh- like uh, the usual places people can find, um, uh, your music and what you're up to. Uh, please mm-hmm. l- let us know where online people can go to. Um. So online, they can basically find me as Booja, P-O-O-J-A dot B dot C-D-W-M um, on most handles, on Instagram, on uh, on SoundCloud, if they just do Booja, B and type Ikigai, uh, I-K-I-G-A-I. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you Google that, like, my Bandcamp links will show up and uh, mm. SoundCloud will show up, Mixcloud will show up, Facebook will show up, the Gram will show up. Um, I do go offline from time to time. Um, social media breaks are really good. So if somebody really needs to reach me, then writing an email uh, works. My emails are there everywhere. As Great. Well, so, yeah. Amazing. Thanks for Amazing. the plug. Plug <laughs> moment. <laughs> Self-plug moment. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pooja.
Take yeah, care. Thanks, James. You take care as well. All thanks right. for the time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Electronic Music Life. What were your thoughts? Please let me know. I love hearing from you. And if you love this show, please share it, follow, and subscribe on your favorite platform. For all things James Locksmith, check out jameslocksmith.net. Until next week, here's to your electronic music life. Much love and plenty of music. Bye.